Good afternoon, Acadiana, and welcome aboard to Kane Radio's Chip Shots. Teddy Sliman with you here, PGA Golf Pro and salesperson here at Kane Radio. Welcome to our Golf Talk Show. What a beautiful weekend! Uh, I enjoyed uh, the, the Spanish Festival right here in Bulini Plaza. Most of the action was going on. Uh, nice parades and. Uh, they had all kind of arts and craft booths on one side of the uh, Bulini Plaza and the other side uh, a bunch of food vendors. And then, of course, by the bayou, they had uh, the street fair for the kids. Nice weekend, great weather. Of course, it was good for golf too, right? As well as uh, high school baseball. Both of those are in high spring right now. As <laughs> not to use that pun with spring. But uh, high school baseball, we'll be covering that. Catholic High, I believe, plays Thursday and uh, Lauraville uh, Friday. We're not sure exactly which game we're going to broadcast, but uh, we certainly will, will be letting you know as high school baseball and college and high school golf as well is, uh, is on the horizon. Uh, we'll be talking more about the high school golf, of course, in a bit. Let's talk about our sponsors, right? We love them for sure. Coca-Cola Bottling Company of Lafayette. We thank Mr. Lee Tatford. He sponsors all high school sports that we do here. So he'll be on the baseball scene as well. But uh, he sponsors Chip Shots, and we appreciate his sponsorship there as well. Our other good sponsor, GolfBalls.com, right there on Arnold Boulevard. Boulevard. Tongue twister there for old Teddy. GolfBalls.com, Arnold Boulevard, right there in Lafayette. Go check them out if you have a loved one that needs something in the realm of golf. Certainly they have it. If they don't have it, it's not made. It's not in golf because they have everything you could possibly want in golf. And Plus, you can try out their simulator. There are golf clubs and uh, the newest and latest golf clubs from uh, all the high, high-end high uh, manufacturing companies and, and give them a try in their simulator and see if you want to buy them. And, of course, our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, Sugar Oaks, Bellevue, and Atchafalaya. Let's start out with uh, Atchafalaya. They just aerated their greens. It's that time of the year, getting ready for uh, the springs of, uh, sprung, as they say. Uh, grass is uh, about to start growing. It won't be long that the uh, ground temperature gets 70 above and remains there, and then uh, the grass will start growing. So last week they aerified their greens just in time for their high school regional 18-hole championship, which is running today, this afternoon, as a matter of fact. They're having the Louisiana High School Regional over at Atchafala. And then they're going to begin on Thursdays to do scrambles like uh, Sugar Oaks does on Wednesdays. Nine-hole scramble, 5.30 shotgun start. Your entry fee includes not only the golf and your prize money, but also includes a hamburger following play. And that's for pass holders. It's only $25. And this is a cheap rate as well for the public, $40. So go enjoy an afternoon on a Thursday over at Chaffalaya and Patterson. Call the pro shop to enter 985-395-4653. And, uh, of course, you can find that number anywhere on the Internet if you choose to. But uh, Chaffalaya Thursday night scrambles. Then down at Abbeville, they had the most recent edition of the Cadiana Pro-Am at Southern Oaks. It was played Wednesday and Thursday, April 5th and 6th. Doug and I got to tee it up uh, with Father Mark Miley on uh, Wednesday, April the 5th. We had a good time. 142 players. That's a record for Southern Oaks. 
And it would be a record for just about any of the other courses in the previous format. But thanks to Doug Beard, uh, tournament director, that uh, allowing players to play one or two, maybe sometimes three days during the course of the week, uh, it's, it's a great uh, addition to the Acadiana Pro-Am. In fact, Doug Beard drew the winning team. He drew himself, along with Lynn LeBlanc, Robert Burton, and Cheryl Granger. They were plus 10, winning $150 each. And that's redeemable at golfballs.com. So uh, you'll get a sniff of the stuff they have there when you go. Uh, if you're one of those players, you can go check out your merchandise. Second place went to Benny Dronette, Jay Frederick, Dan Hildalgo, and Paul Golson, plus eight. And they won 100 bucks each. Third place went to Roy Poche, Willie Boyd, Robert Burton, and Brenda Guidry. Plus seven, they won $60 each. Good to see the ladies playing and hitting the board. Cheryl Granger on the first place team, Brenda Guidry on the third place team. Go ladies. Then individually, uh, the A, B, and C play and D player, Jason Abap, minus one, won the A player. Larry DePlantis, plus eight, won the B player. Renee Dartes, plus six, won the C player. And Glenn Dupuy, plus 11, was the D player. And they won $30 each. The next Katiana Pro-Am is going to be held right here in New Iberia at Cane Row, first week in May. That's coming up quickly. Not this week, but next. Down at Bellevue, Acadiana High School, their boys and girls uh, fundraiser, scramble, three-man scramble was played a couple of weeks ago. First place team with a minus 17 was Dean Dache, Doug Robichaud, and Dwayne Louvier. They, want, they uh, had the scramble to raise funds for their athletic programs, for their boys as well as the girls. Then also their big dog fight. That's a big deal at Bellevue. It's their uh, highlighted premier tournament of the month for their members. First place went to Dwayne Louvier. He was plus four. Second place, Brandon Burdett, plus one. And third place, Butch Bajeron at even. Coming up in the month of May, May 13th, the Lydia Kansas Society will be having their three-man scramble at Bellevue. Thanks to Ty Burdett for getting me all this info. Appreciate him. Then down at Eagle Ridge and Cade, their unlimited golf for three years at $49 per year is still a booming thing over there. Go check it out. If you're a casual golfer, you might want to look into this. It's extremely, extremely cheap. $177 for three years. You can't beat that anywhere in the world. Uh, and... Uh, you can get to play golf just about any time you want. That's pretty much unlimited play, and uh, you can pretty much select the times you want to play. I'm sure Gary Kidd will have more information than I do on it, but uh, it's been a big hit. Go check it out at Eagle Ridge. Hole-in-ones are flying at Eagle Ridge, as well as across Acadiana, and we'll get to that as we get into the other courses. So that hole-in-one pool uh, – the latest winner was Randy O'Brien, Friday, March 31st, on number 17. He won two grand, $2,000. Then, uh, the week before, winning also $2,000 was Corey Landry. He aced number 17 as well. 
So now that hole in one pool is depleted. Each each guy went in uh, two thousand dollars. It's five dollars a month if you're a member, uh, and they have around fifty members. So you can just do the math there. It, it picks up pretty quickly uh, at five dollars a month, and they bill you on your bills, so you don't have to worry about did I pay, didn't I pay? Because if you don't pay, you don't win, right? But uh, aces flying around at Eagle Ridge. They're also looking for help, uh, part-time help, court boy, you know, doing the range, the court, picking up the trash around the clubhouse and on the golf course, etc. They're also looking for maintenance help. Springtime's here, like I said, and uh, the golf course's grass will start to be growing pretty quickly, and they need some maintenance help cutting the grass and such. Go see Gary Kidd over at Eagle Ridge. Then at Cane Road, they got some new specials out for veterans on Wednesday. Whether you're active or retired, it doesn't matter. $25 plus tax. What a good deal, and veterans deserve a good deal. Their senior rate, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, is $35 plus tax. And then their twilight rate after 3 p.m. on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is $30 plus tax. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, $35 plus tax. But if you want to be a member, what a good deal this is. 20% off all their soft goods. And I tell you what, Cane Row has a well-stocked pro shop. Uh, some beautiful shirts I saw last time I was in there. Of course, they have all the uh, balls, gloves, and equipment you need. You get 10% off of that. It's $142 a month. And the biggest thing to me right now during the spring when it's so busy, golfers are just lapping through there. Tee times are, are important. And uh, rounds of golf are taking some qu quite some time. So uh, this is the deal. You get to book your tee time one week in advance as opposed to if you're a non-member where you can only book it a day in advance. They also charge your handicap on the Louisiana Golf Association handicap system. They waive your dues for the Men's Golf Association. Uh, Raymond Bernard is president there. And uh, it's a good deal for 142 bucks. They also license for UL Raging Cajun Locoed merchandise. Go check them out if you have a loved one who uh, is a Cajun fan. They probably have something that you might want to pick up for them as a special gift. Tournaments out at Cane Row in the past. Jimmy Picard Memorial Golf Tournament. Had a fun time on doing the Calcutta Friday night with former coach of Calcutta, Brand Indes, who's moved on. He's still a coach, but now at Someplace, I'm not sure, Tony and them would know, but uh, over in Madison, uh, Mandeville. But uh, winning the championship flight was Jack Lee and Josh Fullerlove. They beat Scott Shea and Brody LeBlanc in a playoff. And what a good deal that was. They both shot 128. David Duyon, Kobe Duyon finished third at 131. The other flight winners were first Ricky Artigo, Corey Powell, second flight Charlie Rivers, Blaine Lindsay, third flight winner was Jake Hoffpower and Brooks Lachelet. Fourth flight winner, Brett Landry and Ryan Hornsby. And the fifth flight winner, Mike Maxey and Mike Harrington. Successful tournament for sure. Then today out at Cane Row, the Farmans had their tournament. Guy Bonas, of course, our fire chief, and he spurheaded all of this. But they had their uh, 50th annual conference, uh, probably in Lafayette somewhere. And uh, they teed it up today, and 
My friend Jim Prejean was a marshal there, so I'll get all the information from him tomorrow as how well the tournament went today for the firemen. And coming up at Cane Road this Friday, April 28th, is the 18th annual Iberia Medical Center fundraising golf tournament. Three-man scramble. I'm sure it's full, but uh, it's an awesome tournament. They have breakfast and registration from 7 a.m. to 8.30 when they shoot the gun and shotgun start at 8.30. Then lots of food on the courses. One of the tournaments where you can't outdo them in food. They have probably three or four stations on the course where people cook. And uh, they have an awesome ditty bag with a golf shirt in it. It was $175 per player. And I'm sure it's all filled up. And then the next day, Saturday, at Cane Row, the uh, Raging Cajun Coach Desimo fundraising football golf tournament. It's a four-man scramble. Eric Hike's done a marvelous job of getting all kinds of uh, equipment and stuff, signed uh, merchandise for uh, his silent auction. Uh, Elijah Mitchell has a helmet, uh, Camara and Breeze helmets, softball team. Brandon Stokely signed something. Ray Ravens jersey. Alex Bragman. Oh, Joe Theismann signed something. Wow, with the Redskins. Uh, uh, unbelievable amount of stuff. That uh, And look, get this, $500 gift certificate to suit up, gift card. They, that's the uh, where you can buy your suit right there in, in the uh, shopping center next to uh, Planet Fitness. So check it out. Even if you're not a golfer, you can go out there and support Coach Desimo and his UL Raging Cajuns football program uh, by buying something in the silent auction. Then Kane Rowe had their share of hole-in-ones as well. Asa Tibbs on March 25th, ace number eight. Asa, ace number eight. That's three A's. And then Jay Smith following uh, four days later, ace number uh, 170. <laughs> Ace number 17. <laughs> Too many aces in there. Then down at Sugar Oaks. They got a lot of stuff coming up as well. And their weekly specials remain the same. Nine or 18 holes, $22 on Monday and Tuesday. Then their all-day special is $31. Many hoses you want to play on Wednesday. And then they have their uh, Twilight Scramble on Wednesday night. So that makes it pretty convenient if you... Uh, are not a member there and want to play a lot of golf and play in a tournament, try out Wednesdays at Sugar Oaks. They're now hiring also a, a golf cart attendant, and same as uh, Eagle Ridge, they have other duties like picking up the trash, picking up the range, uh, cleaning the stuff around the clubhouse and on the golf course. So it's weekdays from 2 p.m. to close, then weekends, two shifts, Six to noon and noon to close. So if you're a high school kid looking for some extra money, go see Mr. Gill out at Sugar Oaks. Then their MGA is very active, and uh, they have tournaments every Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. And so uh, this Wednesday, as I just alluded to, that past Wednesday is their Twilight Tournament. And that was won by... Cheryl Granger, Olin Granger, and Paul Ladusser. They were minus four. And Friday uh, the 12th there, Shambo was uh, rained out. A lot of weather came through that day. Messed up a lot of things, including the Zurich Classic for a couple of hours. Then on Sunday, the shootout 
where you play your own ball and they draw for, for partners and add up your points. And uh, that's your team total. And so uh, on the uh, front side, Paul Ladusser and Paul Olivier had a total of 24 points. They won that. On the back, Ryan Hornsby, Robert Burton, and Keith Domain also had 24 points on the back, and they won the back. Both of those teams tied with 45 points and split the pot. Winning the skins, Paul Olivier plus two, or rather two skins, and uh, Ryan Hornsby, Olin Granger, and Robert Burden had one skin each. And, of course, that's cash money, which uh, they don't have to redeem anywhere except in their pocket. Upcoming at Sugar Oaks this Friday, April 28th, is a Huey Possum tournament, a great tournament honoring two great golfers that were uh, staples out there when I was the, the golf pro, Huey Thibodeau and Ron Possum Giot. I hope they have a good time and the weather cooperates and all their good friends get together and reminisce on Huey and Possum stories. And then Friday, May 5th, is the 4-H tournament, which has been, uh, ever since I was there, they had the tournament over there raising funds for their 4-H pro program headed up by Mr. Bert Sestia and Blaine Abair as well, who you hear on Kane Radio with Jeff Boggs periodically during the course of the week. And here's a fun tournament at Sugar Oaks. It's called the Divorce Scramble. And you don't have to have a divorce to play in it, but it's Sunday, May 21st. It's a great way... For the golfers, the male golfers who play a lot of golf and their significant others don't play, probably, or maybe, or would like to, and, or would like to just see what goes on when their husbands go out and play, it's a great chance for them to get out there and have some fun. You don't have to be too proficient. Um, what you do is uh, the men hit, the ladies uh, putt. So the ladies can't hit and the men can't putt. So that's going to be Sunday, May 21st. It's, uh, it's a fun tournament, and uh, look forward to it. Then the Gator Golf Club, which stems out of Sugar Oaks. Thanks to Mr. Boyd Booty for getting me all this information. Uh, their last tournament was played at Chafalaya in Patterson, and uh, Heath Boudreau and Mark Ami were tied at plus six, and they won the first flight. Second flight was won by Billy Abair. He was plus eight. Their next tournament's coming up at the island right there in Plaquemine. And then the Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association. Uh, once again, you don't have to be uh, a member or a resident of Lafayette. You just need to be a senior man, and you can play in their tournaments, which is held every second Tuesday and fourth Tuesday of the month. And the second Tuesday of the month is their out-of-town tournament, and it was played right here in New Iberia at Sugar Oaks. Brett Galata was the winner. Second place went to Richard Vincent. Third place, John Pierce. And then their home course is Abab Municipal. And that was played on the fourth Tuesday of the month. And the top finishers there was Louis Domingue, Henry Menard, Melvin Pate, and Steve Bienvenu. And let's see. Uh, on the uh, college golf scene, good news. Coming out of the Sunbelt Conference, they're playing their championship at Annandale Golf Course in Madison, Mississippi, which is a suburb of Jackson. It's a Jack Nicholas Golf Course where the old Magnolia Classic and now the Corn Ferry Tour plays 
their tournaments. It's a, a championship golf course. And the, through first 18 holes, the UL Raging Cajuns are in second place, which I say is astounding to me since they've had a poor performance throughout the course of the spring. But maybe they will turn it around in their last chance at the Sun Belt Conference. So in first place is Troy, minus four. The Cajuns are even par. Southern Miss plus one, the top three teams. Individually for the Cajuns, uh, third place. He's in third place right now currently. Milan Potiger shot a three under par 69, followed by the other strong player, and it's tied for sixth in the tournament, is Eli Artigo of Lafayette. He shot a one under par 71. Charlie Flynn and Matt Weber had 74s, followed by Jake Marlis, 75. Those are the three guys that need to perform tomorrow and the ensuing days for the Cajuns to get uh, a chance at uh, doing well and finishing in the top in the Sun Belt Conference. In SEC play, match play, the Florida Gators beat Vanderbilt and 3-1-1 uh, one one in match play, and they're the SEC champions. In medal play, Tennessee was the winner at 14 under par, and that's qualifying for the match play. Texas A&M minus 13 and, and uh, was in second place. Individually, Caleb Surratt of Tennessee was 14 under and Matt Goff of Kentucky, 8 under. It goes to show you, uh, Gordon Sargent, who was a highly rated uh, player from Vanderbilt, and of course he played in the Masters along with Sam Bennett, neither of those players finished very high up. Well, I say that, but Gordon Sargent was fifth. Sam Bennett who finished way up there in the Masters, was uh, tied for 16th. Shows you how strong golf is in the college ranks. Then, as I mentioned earlier, high school golf, Acadiana Area Championship was played at Cane Row uh, last week. Ascension Episcopal, they, they could qualify as a, as a college team. They shot one under par as a team, one under par 287, and beat out St. Thomas Moore at 308. Turlings finished third at 3.09. Individually, Blen Blanco of Ascension Episcopal shot a 67. He finished first. Second place, Jude Bork of St. Thomas More, 68. Kale Fontenot of Ascension Episcopal, who's headed to Georgia Tech on a scholarship, shot 69. My grandson, Drew, finished 10th with a poor performance, I think, at 77. But he did make the All-Acadiana team along with his teammate Christopher Kane from Lafayette High School. They were the only two players uh, from the public school uh, arena that uh, made the All-Acadiana team. And uh, because of that, Drew had a 37.9 uh, scoring average in his eight tournaments uh, matches he played this week. And as I said, uh, qualifying for state high school is going on all across the state Drew's up in uh, Lafayette at Stonebridge in Bossier City, playing for Lafayette High, and it's regional qualifying for the state class 5A championship, and my daughter-in-law Mary texted me a few minutes ago that through 15 holes, Drew was one over poor, and uh, hoping to make it either individually or with his team. And then a lot of tournaments coming up for the kids, uh, high school kids that are serious about golf. Uh, amongst which is our Gulf States PGA Junior Championship, uh, June 28th and 29th at Diamond Head in Mississippi, along with uh, a whole list of uh, junior programs, uh, golf tournaments coming up. Before we get into our commercial break, I want to announce that Hugh Andre, candidate for State Senate District 22, 
is, is inviting everyone of you to join him for an evening of Louisiana bald crawfish and great entertainment featuring Gino Delafoss. And that's coming Wednesday, April 26th, 5.30 p.m. at Cane Row Golf Club, 500 Darby Lane, right here in beautiful New Iberia. Of course, Hugh Andre is the owner and operator of Cane Row. So they hope to see you there and be sure and follow them on Facebook at Andre Senate 22 for more information. And this message is a fundraiser hosted and paid for by the committee to elect Hugh Andre State Senate District 22. Stay tuned. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Kane Row. The hey, brand new Turbo. clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices Nothing along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Kane Row and enjoy. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. Chip Shots. Mondays at 5 on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And welcome back to Chip Shots. Teddy Sliman in the studios here. I believe I got on the other side my compadre and colleague, Ralph Boxcar Bazaron. He's been patiently waiting as uh, we went through all the commercials. Hello there, sir. Hey, how you doing, Ted? I'm perfect. Beautiful day. Awesome weekend. I'm sure the golfers are smiling. Yeah. Um, good Lord has blessed us with some, uh, some nice spring weather. And uh, uh, started off a little chilly this morning, a little gray. But uh, as the afternoon progressed, the uh, skies definitely uh, were beautiful. And um, hopefully, you know, golf courses that are open on Mondays had some play today, and and uh, as the week goes on, there's a slight chance of rain the next few days, but uh, hopefully we can avoid most of that and and uh, and, and kind of head toward what looks to be a, a, another nice uh, weekend. So uh, yeah. yeah, looking forward to that, and um, you know, glad to uh, 
to see Mother Nature giving us uh, a little bit of a reprieve, you know, uh, because uh, we had some pretty wet uh, wet weeks there uh, earlier, and um, you know, uh, kind of makes up for it a little bit. And by the way, I want to let you know my, my feelings are tremendously hurt when I, oh, I heard I, you. Heard me? No, what? I mean, I heard you talking about the uh, the the pro am, you know, at, at Southern Oaks, and oh. you mentioned I had the pleasure of playing with uh, Doug Beard and Father Mark Miley, and I'm like, uh, I know I shot 92, <laughs> but I was there, you know, in spirit, you know. You know, you know how, how, how it is when you get old? Isn't that terrible that I couldn't remember who was the fourth player? <laughs> my, be- <laughs> my best friend. <laughs> At least I'm honest, huh? <laughs> Boy, that's, that's really, no more biscuits for you, sir. <laughs> I had it this morning, awesome biscuit. <laughs> I bury medical center biscuit. We can give them a plug. They advertise with us. Yeah, I, pr- I appreciate that, but I can't tell you I'm I'm, I'm a miss the beer tonight though. <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna have those at the yeah I know at the um at the, at the tournament this Friday. Uh, they're 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 uh, how many years has that been going on now? Like, a- eighteen. Eighteen. To, this is the eighteenth annual. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. That is pretty cool. Yes, in fact, I saw Jacob this morning. I stopped to get me some breakfast, and my my aunt, of course, is in, in the hospital too. So I went, you know, to visit. And, uh, uh, he had a he had a spine. He was carrying a model of a spine. <laughs> like, do you always bring this to breakfast with you? <laughs> no, I have to go teach a class. You know? Should have said, man, this is kind of uh, like a stiff shaft or what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It's weird. It's a crooked shaft. So I'm sure I'm sure they have a good turnout for their uh, for their tournament. Boy, what a busy what a busy weekend over at um, at Kane Row. I mean, a busy not not necessarily this weekend, but in general, the next couple of weeks with a, a tournament. Man, they got they, they got a bunch of them coming up. And um, I know uh, you talked about the um, the, the Coach Dez tournament, but. Um, I, I talked to Eric Hikes uh, earlier today, and I, I'm not sure if I've ever seen a more awesome lineup of of auction prizes. And I'm, I'm serious, you know, that if people that that love sports, football, um, you know, uh, baseball, uh, softball, UL, LSU, Saints, whatever, you know, um, man, if you don't play golf, that's fine. But, but you can go bid on these silent auction items because uh, the, the auction goes until the tournament ends, uh, which I think is around 1 o'clock. Um, fantastic prizes. And, and uh, uh, that, uh, you know, as far as, far as auction goes, uh, uh, fine helmets from Hall of Fame football players, you don't see that very often. I was, I was really impressed. It's, it's, it's amazing that he could get all of that stuff, you know, just uh... – I, I'm I'm just uh, amazed. I'm gonna have to show Tony the uh, the line of things he got because uh, pretty impressive, you know. Yeah, and he's got he's got some more sense then. You know, he's got, got uh, Deontay Spencer signed signed helmet, uh, who's a former Westgate player, <laughs> but now plays in NFL. I forgot for what team, but uh, uh, he he's got that today. And uh, so I mean, it's it's uh, it's <laughs> it's really incredible. Again, my. The, the most unique auction item to me is the one signed by the uh, the, the guy who shot a Taliban line. <laughs> that still doesn't resonate with me. I just I can't figure it out. Like, who and yeah. why? Who and why would someone want to auction buy that? 
you know? Well, I can see. Oh, I can definitely see military collectors. That's that's a man, Teddy. That's something that that could be worth a lot, a lot of money. I I don't know what kind of when they say helmet. I'm not sure if it's a a football helmet or if it's a um, a military helmet. You know, I'm not sure. But <laughs> but no, you you got people that collect just military items. That's that's. Uh, it, it just, to me, I'm sorry. It just doesn't seem right that no, you, no, I, you, I understand. You, you, yeah, you're I, giving uh, honor in somebody who shot and killed somebody else. It just doesn't resonate with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Even though it was Osama bin Laden, I get it. You know, <laughs> I'm not a Hitler fan either. But come on, man, really. <laughs> to well, anyway, I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, need, I need to be quiet. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good, uh, a good tournament and a good turnout. In fact. Eric and I were talking earlier, and he told me that um, he said, "You know, I think next year we have to. I have to turn away so many players. I think next year we may have to go to two days." I said, "Well, why don't you just have <laughs> two shotgun starts in one day?" I said, "You don't want to try to stretch it into two days with two, di- you know, in case it rains one day." And, and he said, "Man, that's a good idea." I said, "Yeah, yeah, dude, like an eight a.m. and a one p.m. shotgun." So, oh, absolutely. So, you know, be on the lookout next year. They may well uh, have to expand the. Uh, what they should do is go to three-man scramble, and then you could have six players on a tee box, and that would really, you know, increase their yeah, numbers. Yeah, that, that would be. And, and then course, go to you know, two tee times. That's a, it's a lot more, you know, honest format, and, and I think uh, you get more teams that way too. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea as well. So, you know, I, I didn't mention but, this um, in the local news, but uh, on, on June 10th is a Live Like Liam tournament. Uh, to raise funds for, you know, uh, yeah. Liam McDuff. But they do the same thing, three-man scramble in the morning, and it's a more important tournament because it's more competition. Right. But then in the afternoon they have four-man scramble, so they could maybe do that. A fun, a fun tournament, yeah. No, I have my uh, my entry form uh, filled out already. I just haven't submitted it yet. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm ready to, to play in that. I've already talked to uh, – Yeah, you got Jim. your score already in, too. You're the leader in the clubhouse. <laughs> What's that? You're the leader in the clubhouse. You already got yeah, your score right. in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, got my, I got my. Well, with three man scrambles, you can't you can't get your score in. You know, you got to really post the scores. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's a good thing. But anyway, um, yeah. So um, you know, spent a lot of time this this weekend uh, watching, you know, watch some golf. Uh, um, I watched some of the uh, uh, men's and ladies college golf on TV, and then. Uh, you know, watched quite quite a bit of the, the Zurich Classic, actually. Well, since um, you mentioned that, uh, tell me, I didn't see anything, but uh, what what about LSU? What happened to the poor LSU? I thought they were a pretty good team, and they didn't even sniff anything in the FCC championship. Yeah, but they were talking about how there will be a dangerous team in the NCAAs. You know, it, it's, just, um, it's just, you know, that format, you know, how it goes, man. You just... Um, you got a couple of guys not playing well, and you don't make it to, to match play. You know you're kind of doomed. But I'm gonna tell you what I didn't I did not realize how much of a powerhouse that Vanderbilt was, and that they had won like four of the last six SEC match play championships or, mm-hmm. or whatever the you know the, the title. I had no idea. And this was Florida's first uh, victory in maybe like 20 years or 20 something years. Um, in fact, uh, you know. I, if, it brought back a lot of memories because I was listening to the broadcast and watching it, and Steve Melnick was one of the broadcasters, and I, I realized how much I used to enjoy listening to his commentary on TV. He has that kind of very calm, soothing voice, you know, and, and he was, of course, a player for Florida back in back in the day. And, mm-hmm. uh, and 
and and won you know championships with with them. And uh, but he did not show his bias at all as far as the. Uh, uh, he was of course elated when they won, in a very surprising fact. It was a fantastic finish. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, this kid made this putt that's just. I mean, was so clutch for par to to to, to win the, the the whole thing. Uh, and it was like a. 20-something footer from the fringe, you know, it just, again, but, wow, Ted, to, to watch these kids, the evolution of, of of the game and how far they're hitting it, oh, my God, it's, yeah. it's incredible. I mean, yeah, I mean really, there's so much talent, it's, 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 it's really unbelievable. How, how do you explain this, box score? You know, Sam Bennett finished 14th at the Masters and finished 16th in the SEC championship medal play. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it just, it just, that's how deep and how, how strong these players are all across the, the, the states right. and the teams. Right. No, I mean, it, it, it absolutely. And, and you were mentioning the, uh, the, the other kid from, uh, from Vanderbilt. Garden uh, Sergeant. Yeah. Um, like I was telling you, they, they, they mentioned when he got to, got there, his, and I said swing speed, but it was ball speed was 170, and now he's got it up to 210. And when you watch, oh, my God, it's amazing. And this, um, I'm, I'm a guess he's maybe five, he's pretty tall kid, 5'11", maybe, maybe six foot, but 160 pounds at most. You know, yeah. he's, not, he's just not a, a bulky guy. But the club head speed he generates is just incredible. But I was very impressed with um, – with, with overall the quality of shot making and and also just how much input I didn't realize I guess I don't watch a lot of college golf but um, how instrumental the coaches really were coming down the stretch and helping the kids you know with their uh, club uh, club selections and also reading putts I mean they were right. you know, they, they were right there on the greens reading putts with them and and um, it was it was a pleasure to watch it was a um, it was very difficult conditions, very windy, uh, but they made it look easy. And I'm, I'm telling you, the has a part of me that can see why they want to roll the golf ball back because of how <laughs> far they. I mean, they make a it's a mockery, really, of what they, you know, of, of these par fives now. But you know, I, I really, as a traditionalist, I don't want to see it happen. But I don't know, man. It's just, it's just incredible. Yeah, I saw. You know, I obviously watched the Masters. And, uh, you know, getting into the tournament, they talked about this boy, Gordon Sargent, how far he hits it. He, you know, he played practice rounds with Rory and, and, and uh, Justin Thomas and was out hitting them easily on, on, on all the holes. So yeah. it's like they, they were just spotting his power in, on, on the range, you know, showing how far he would carry the ball. And it's not a fluke or anything. And, you know, oh, like no. I said, these golfers are, are strong all across the board. Yeah, he was hitting at three forty, three fifty routinely. I mean, it was uh, incredible. You know, just really, um, uh, you know, you get to that point, and as long, as, I mean, you, you basically starting you starting every round four under because you, you're going to birdie every part five. Just about, yeah. <laughs> hey, you just know. a little note here. My my uh, daughter-in-law Mary texts me that uh, my grandson Drew shot seventy four. Now he has to sweat it out and see if uh, he makes it individually because I don't think Lafayette High qualified for the state championship up in uh, Bossier City at uh, Stonebridge. I think it is they played. Yeah, that, uh, 
played that course a long, long time ago, but I don't remember a whole lot about it. But, uh, but uh, well, that's you know, that's I mean, I heard you say it was one under at one point. But um, <laughs> he's calling me right now. But of course, I'm not going to get it. Oh, but, but uh, we'll see. I'm. Well, he probably, I, he's. He, he made. I hope he makes it. Yeah. You want if you want to take a break? No, 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 break. can't. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, so yeah. I got to watch that, and then I got to watch a lot of the Zuri Classic. Um, and uh, a couple of takeaways, for, you know, from that, from me, you know, this year, um, I realized that they really had a, a bad, you know, bad luck with uh, with the calendar and how the event fell because you came right off of the Masters and then the Heritage, uh, you know, which was uh, one of the um, the new. Um, whatever they call it, events, you know, on the PGA Tour. So a lot of players who normally play in this event, including John Rahm, who's been a kind of a fixture for, for there for a while, um, it's just, you know, with too, too many weeks in a row for them to, to tee it up here. So, so you had a lot, of, a lot of unique, you know, teams, um, a, lot of, a lot of first-time names in the field. You saw Matt Fitzpatrick, you know, uh, U.S. Open champ and, and um, uh, the um, very near Masters champ as well um, and, and the Heritage Open champ um, uh, team up with his brother, who's just a kind of a fledgling player on the on the DP you know World Tour, uh, and they finished very respectable in the top five. Um, but um, you know, congratulations to, to, to Mick Hardy and Davis Riley, who who really weren't even supposed to. To, to play together um, because, uh, you know, Riley wasn't scheduled to play. Um, Nick Hardy's the one who uh, who, who kind of uh, sought him out because he was he was supposed to um, – uh, well, I'm sorry, sorry, Riley had teamed up with Bill Zalatoris last year, and they finished runner-up. And then Bill, Bill Zalatoris, of course, underwent surgery recently on his back, and, you know, he um, – Riley thought he wasn't going to play, and, and Hardy had thought of originally uh, the, the services of his former college teammate Thomas Petrie, but he decided to pair with his Ryder Cup teammate Victor Perez instead. So Hardy and Riley kind of hooked up. Kind of like two guys getting left with you know no dates at the prom, yeah. they go stag, and <laughs> next thing you know they win the tournament. You know, so um, just a you know a lot of fun to watch. So it was. Uh, it was a lot of, uh, you know, as much as I don't really like the alternate shot format, like as we discussed, you know, as far as a, from a spectator point of view, but when it comes to the final round of a tournament, a lot of things can happen. And it did. That was correct. And you had, uh, I thought, uh, I thought that, you know, teams that, that were kind of pretty much a lock had a one or two shots to lead. And then all of a sudden, you know, Riley and Hardy birdie four in a row and boom you know they're 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 they end up winning by a few shots yeah i i i didn't get to watch it uh but uh i read a few articles on it now i'm pretty impressed with this davis riley guy you know um way back you know he he's uh 26 years old and and uh nick nick hardy's 27 they've they've been close friends from high school and in college days when when they played uh i think uh hardy played for illinois riley played for alabama but uh, right. the story that, that impressed me was on, on the AJGA, which is a national uh, junior tour, 
they, they competed against Cam Young, Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler. Well, he was playing against Scotty Scheffler as a 16-year-old in the U.S. Junior Amateur. And, you know, they played 36 holes the final round. He was up against Scheffler. And uh, on the 34th hole, he saw his ball moved on the putting green, and he called the penalty on himself. And that just mm. that shows sportsmanship to me beyond a- anything else. You know, any other sport, no one would ever think about doing something like that. And, of course, Scotty Scheffler went on to win the USGA Junior, you know? Uh, yeah, it really is amazing. And I know we're not going to have time to really talk about it probably, but uh, it was kind of a similar thing that happened on the Corn Ferry Tour this this past week where um, there was apparently uh, some mix-up in communications and there was a shuttle. There was a very uh, long distance between two of the tee boxes and there was a shuttle by the green and, and these volunteers were offering players a ride to the next tee box and they thought it was okay, but they hadn't really read all the rules posted before they were in the clubhouse. And anyway, to make a long story short, six players ended up getting penalized with two-shot penalty including someone who's probably going to lose their tour card because of that, they said, because uh, he had like some sort of exemption at a certain point, but um, he missed the cut because of that. Um, but, you know, as you, but to allude to your point, one of the golf writers wrote an article about it, and then one of the players read the article and said, hey, I, I took that same shuttle. And so he called the penalty on himself the next day. Wow. And, it, you know, so I mean, you know, that's that's what's just amazing. And then you have guys like Patrick Reed and shoot at <laughs> Yeah. I mean seriously, you know. But but ninety nine point nine percent of these guys abide by the by the rule I and mean, even though the rules seem stupid at times, believe me, I, I was like listening to this, I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, the volunteers are, are, are there with a, a six feet cart, so you know it's made just for that and you know, I don't. I just. I didn't get. I didn't get why. You know, it was very disorganized apparently. But um, but again, kudos to that that particular player for having the honesty. Ironically, the it, it was uh, Wilson Fur who who got the penalty that uh, made him lose his card. Apparently, he's going to lose his card. And 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 just like Davis Riley, he was an All American at Alabama. So that's pretty ironic. Yeah, and it's that's just you know, hard, you know, heartbreaking. I mean, really, it's something like that. That I mean, it's 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 one thing, you know. Um, again, I, I mean, a lot of the rules seem really unfair and archaic, and and hopefully the the USGA will um, will or the whatever, you know, will kind of look at some of these rules in in, in the in the, in due time. But but that particular one just seems so harsh because it's it's like you know you would be you know, standing on a on a street corner, and a, a taxi cab comes by and says, "Hey, you want a ride?" And then you get in the taxi cab, and then the next thing you know, you're in jail because you know you weren't supposed to take the taxi cab. I mean, you know, <laughs> what the heck? You, you know, it. it, it and and, and, it, and to your point, they they were shuttling the players from from uh, the opposite way from from because uh, it was a long haul, you know, to the first tee box for like from the driving yeah. range. So the players thought it was. You know, and then they shuttled them from like maybe number seven to number eight because once again it was across the subdivision or whatever. So it, yeah. it, it, it's not these players are walking and they, they you know through the whole that's that's a ridiculous thing where they should have had and they made it a local rule. So why not carry it through? I don't know. Yeah, it was and 
well, you know, kind of what I read was that this was a golf course that really wasn't built to, to, to host this kind of event, really, you know, and with these kind of, uh, I mean, you know, honestly, you know how hard it is to walk <laughs> Kane Row. I mean, exactly. It, 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 Cross Darby Lane. Yeah. Right. You know, we always uh, shuttling kids across there, you know, and even when they had the qualifiers, they shuttled them across Darby Lane. It's too dangerous, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was kind of, but but again, the 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 main point being that you know honesty in the game, you know, integrity. Oh, absolutely. Most of you know most of the players, but but anyway, you know, Riley and, and Hardy. I mean, congratulations to them, boy. Life changing events, and I think they, they were saying something like, "This is the fortieth." Now, again, in a team event, they both happen to have never won a PGA Tour event, so it right. twice. But I think since the nineteenth. They mentioned what year, 70-something. So the last, uh, let's just say roughly 60 years, this is like the 40th first-time winner on the Zurich, or, or the, you know, whatever you want to call it. It used to be called New Orleans Open, the yeah. classic uh, USF&G. I mean, you go down the list. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, and, and it's it's second only to the, the John Deere Classic and the number of first-time winners wow. that produced on yeah, on that um, on that event, you know. That's pretty impressive. Now, yeah, now, you know, when it was an individual event, we saw kind of the decline of the field over the years, you know, the, and that's kind of why they went to this team event. It, it kind of re- regenerated it a little bit. Um, uh, but, yeah, in fact, Saturday, I was reading, they didn't announce the exact figures, but it was a new record attendance for one day at that tournament. Oh, wow. Saturday. Great. And, and, and this is the first year that I can remember that it fell. It's not Jazz Fest is next week, and and um, you know so normally it falls during the week of Jazz Fest. So it wasn't even like a you know kind of a big influx of tourism. It was just right. like interest in the golf, which was, is great to see. You know, I, I, you know, honestly, absolutely. Now, listen, I got a question. Uh, I was kind of listening, you know, falling asleep on a the couch there, kind of listening, but. Uh, the announcer said that it was the first time in the six-year history of the tournament that some teams shot higher in four ball than they, than they yep. did in alternate shot. Which team was that? Well, yeah, Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're yeah, the defending champions, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were right there in the, I think they, they finished, I think, fourth or fifth. Uh, they were there. Um, uh, but yeah, absolutely. They shot like, um, I think they averaged 65 or 66 in, or 66 in, uh, best ball. They shot 63 the first time in alternate shot. Now, I forgot what they shot Sunday. Yeah. But yeah, it, they shot, uh, higher. Yeah. It was, it was an incredible stat. I mean, and, you know, that they were the overwhelming favorites, uh, uh, in the, in this field. And again, you know, right, right there, uh, in the, in the, even in the final round. But um, what a what a crazy stat! I mean, it was uh, really. You know, I'll see that. You know? <laughs> no, um, well, yeah, I mean you got to. I mean, just don't you know? Ultimate shot is just so it's just so difficult, you know. And this and this is true ultimate shot. This is not what we consider a you know a shamble where both guys tee off and you pick the best shot or whatever, you know. Right. Once the guy holds out on the tee before you know the green before, and the next guy's hitting that tee shot. And I'm going to tell you what, there was a lot of nerves coming down the stretch. I saw, 
you know, I saw some great shots, but boy, in 17, you talk about bailouts, right? I mean, <laughs> um, it was, you know, it was, they were, they were missing the green and, and, uh, even, uh, I think it was 16, which was drivable. They had moved the tees way up. It was 345. But, uh, Sam Burns was the only guy Sunday that hit, actually hit the green, um, with his drive. Everybody else was just bailing out right. Uh, so, so it was, you know, again, I'm, I'm so happy, you know, for them, um, uh, uh, they, they kind of continue that moniker or that carry that flag as the unique, you know, format on tour. Again, I, I, I know the calendar dates didn't fall in their way this year, but hopefully next year might, might be a little better. And, and, uh, you can get a few more of those powerhouse, powerhouse teams coming in, but just a lot of good storylines because that, uh, the, the Fitzpatrick parents, uh, flew in from England to watch them play wow. because, they hadn't played together since their junior golf days, um, you know, which it's not that long ago, actually, for both of those, you guys. They're so young, you know. Exactly. But, um, but it was, you know, just a lot of good memories made, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of friendships. And you, saw, you saw Keith Mitchell and, and Sung J.M., who, you know, had trouble really kind of even communicating. Um, uh, but they – had an unlikely partnership form, and and they were again with it until about five holes left. Were right there within one shot of the lead, and, and Keith Mitchell actually is a guy who he played horrible Sunday. Uh, M was a stud; he, he played fantastic. But um, that's that's the nature of um, team golf, you know. Well, look, we got to cut you short because uh, we got to take a break, and uh, we got the Catholic yeah. Coaches Show with Coach Watney coming up. Sure, they got a lot of a lot of things to talk about with Catholic High uh, entering into the high school baseball. But we appreciate you, Box Score. I'll, okay, I'll talk yeah. to you down the road. All right, Absolutely. well, All right. thanks, Box Score, for tuning in. We appreciate that. And uh, like I said, Catholic High Coaches Show with uh, Tony Landry and Coach Desimo coming up after the news. But let, to let you know, Hugh Andre is now your candidate for state senate district twenty two. He's inviting you to join him for an evening of Louisiana bald crawfish and great entertainment featuring Gino Delafosse. And that's this Wednesday, April 26th, right there at 5.30 p.m. at Cane Row Golf Club, 500 Darby Lane, right here in beautiful downtown, beautiful New Iberia. So uh, he hopes to see you there, but be sure to follow them on Facebook at Andre Senate 22 for more information. And this message was brought to you and hosted and paid for by the committee to elect Hugh Andre, State Senate, District 22. Have a good evening. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. 
The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the Tash. 